Merry Christmas! Tim Fan for the Overstick Sports Podcast and everybody around the world. Uh, I'm your host, Zach the Bandit Burke, and with me, as he always is, is the Turf King Cameron Charlton. Merry Christmas, Cameron. How are you? Merry Christmas, Burke. Just another day. Looking forward to a weekend of family, presents, giving, getting, and of course, football. We have always. football on Saturday, Christmas Day. We have football on Boxing Day, mixed in with some World Juniors. And we have a massive Monday nighter, Miami and New Orleans, playoff implications both ways. It's a big weekend for football and for, I mean, Christmas. For everybody, for everybody around the world, no doubt. Um, It's going to be a tough sell to get football on TV on Saturday. I'm not going to lie about it. It's going to be tough. My family's not big football people i am but the family's not it's you know that's gonna be a hard sell that is just there's just no sugarcoating it so i mean i hope i can catch some of it but uh some of the two games that are on there's a 4 30 there's an 8 15 um so i mean maybe the late game will be in play but uh i'm uh i'm questionable uh at best to watch these games but uh overall looking forward to a great weekend of football great weekend uh with family and it's my favorite time of the year. So, Burke, for Christmas, we're going to go sports-wise here. If you were wishing for three th- things sports-wise, what would your three things be? Be realistic about it, too. Don't say a Leaf Stanley Cup. Well, at least Stanley Cup is first thing on my list. I think it's realistic. I think they're, I mean, they're, they're you know. Let's start off with a playoff round win. Well, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, yes, that's that, you know, that's included in, in in that. But like, come on, you got to be somewhat unrealistic because remember as a kid, you always used to ask Santa for things that, you know, you knew that he couldn't really like you knew you were never going to get. But you always had to ask for something, you know, number like, you know, you had to ask for something really big so that the second option just seemed more attractive. Right. So number two on the list would be a. Miami Dolphins playoff berth. That'd be number two. I think that's realistic. Uh, and then my number three wish for Christmas, Santa, can you please bring me? I'm going to say a 2022 Toronto Blue Jays playoff berth. I'm going playoffs across the board here. I need some success for my teams. I think two out of the three. There's a chance. I think the most likely one is number three, but that's my top three. That's what I'm wishing for for Christmas. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with your number two is going to be on my list, a Miami Dolphins wild card game. That would just be exciting. I know this isn't their season. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to be realistic, but I just love for a playoff game, a wild card game on wild card weekend with this Miami Dolphins team. I'd love to see it. Number two, I'm going to go a little different here. The number one overall pick for the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> it's been a bad year. Realistic. We got some good prospects. Guy. Yeah. We got some good prospects. We have some really exciting young players. This World Juniors will be fun to watch as a Habs fan because we got some top-end prospects in it. As Suzuki Caulfield, and if we could add a Shane Wright to that mix, things would look up. And the third one, I'm going to go different. I, the Blue Jays' playoff run is definitely a thing. But the thing I'm looking forward to is one more top-of-the-order bat for the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's get a shortstop in. 
or a second baseman, someone to really replace uh, Marcus Simeon. So whether it's a Carlos Correa or something along that lines, an impactful bat who can play defense on the infield would be my ideal third Christmas wish here. Those would be three ideal things. So I think all three are realistic. Jays aren't scared to spend money. Miami Dolphins are playing great football and the Montreal Canadiens are not playing good hockey. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's pretty wild. A big difference across the board there. Your most unrealistic one, I think, is Miami. Out of all of those, I think it's Miami with a wild card game. Uh, but hey, I mean, you know, Santa provides in different ways. If you're not a Santa person, then whatever. There's there's different powers that are to that that, that are and to be that hopefully can help us along the way. Uh, let me before we get to our um, our picks. This is our NFL uh, Week 16 pick show. Uh, what is uh, let's, let's let's keep with the Christmas theme here. What is something for Christmas that's a huge tradition to yourself that you always look forward to? every holiday season i don't know if i really have any crazy uh christmas traditions i mean i go to my parents house on christmas eve and we tend to play some games whether that used to be singstar rock band i don't know what it'll be this year with uh not really having a system but uh those used to be something i always look forward to drinking playing a little singstar a little rock band on christmas eve uh because you don't got to get up i don't have a young kid at home so i don't got to get up early in the morning (laughs) Uh, I can wait to open Santa's presents here, but uh, yeah, those, that's probably the thing I somewhat look forward to. How about yourself, Burke? Well, I mean, mine, mine would have used to be, um, you know, like, well, the first thing that I always really liked to do when we were, when I was younger, we always would go and um, a couple of families that we would get together with, we'd go and sing and sing together at uh, soup kitchens, which was um, always fun. Uh, you know, always nice to get kind of give back to the community, put some joy on some faces. But now, uh, kind of with COVID, that's kind of come to an end. And in that, I, you know, became a dad. And, uh, you know, last year, you know, doing the Santa tradition, leaving out pretzels and beer for Santa because Santa doesn't want milk and cookies at our house. He wants pretzels and beer, which I'm cool with. And, uh, and then opening presents with my kid the next morning. This year's super special, though, because, you know, he's getting older and, and actually enjoys opening presents and enjoys playing, playing with gifts and stuff, which is great. Um, and yeah, and, uh, and my, and I, I just, we just put it out there today, but my wife's pregnant. So where we have baby yep. number two. Congratulations. On the thank you. Thank you. Uh, super exciting. So that's, uh, I mean, I kind of have everything that I want, honestly, you know, and, uh, traditions wise, again, moving forward, just spending time Christmas morning with my family, um, immediate family, uh, extended family. Love you too, but immediate family with my wife and my kids, uh, opening presents. That's my, that's my favorite thing uh, to do during the holidays. So, uh, do you want to get into the Christmas picks? Yeah. I mean, we got it. We're in the giving spirit. It's that time of year to give out some hopefully really good picks. This is our gift to you. It's going to be some fire picks. It might be cold outside, but our picks surely aren't cold, especially the last two weeks with, uh, with you know, some good records, some good locks, other than the only three locks that can give out last week. But we don't need to talk about that. It's going to be a beautiful week this week, and we're going to kick it off. We give our Thursday pick on the uh, recap show, and we are giving you the Saturday, Sunday, Monday picks on this show. Cam started off Saturday afternoon. 
on Christmas Day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Let's go. Yeah, so our first game on Christmas, we have the Cleveland Browns heading to Green Bay. Green Bay favored by seven. Ooh. That's a lot of points for Green Bay, but, uh, I mean, no Kareem Hunt for the Browns. Is that official yet This for this week? That is official. Kareem Hunt is out on Saturday. That's not good for fantasy. No, it's quite awful for fantasy, actually. I, have, I already had him on my raw. I put him in yesterday on my uh, running back spot. Came out news today that he's not playing, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Uh, he honestly biggest disappointment this year has been Kareem Hunt for me fantasy wise. I picked him up and he was nice early on, and then it was just bad injuries all year the rest of the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean to me, you know, there's still uncertainty with you know is is Baker gonna play? I think if Baker plays, it's worse for it's worse for the Browns, frankly. I mean, Chubb's going to have a good game, but I think it's tough to overlook. This Packers defense has played extremely well. Uh, obviously, they didn't play very well during the Ravens last week, but I would expect them to bounce back. It's Christmas Day at Lambeau Field, and it's the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. You know that he's going to be saucing those presents through the air, dropping dimes like Santa down the chimney. Give me the Packers minus seven. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way here on the Browns. I just think it's going to be a big bounce back game for them. They're going to get a bunch of people back healthy. Uh, Nick Chubb just needs this offensive line back healthy. That's the biggest issue with that. It doesn't matter if it's Baker Mayfield going, Case Keenum, Nick Mullins. That's not the strength of this team. It's the run game. It's Nick Chubb. It's Dernis Johnson. He's maybe not quite as good as Kareem Hunt, but he's still a really, really good change of pace back as he's shown when he gets the chance to be their full-time back. I just think they need this game more importantly than Green Bay. Green Bay's probably still going to find a way to win this game because that's what they do. I just think Aaron Rodgers isn't going to get up for this game. And we've seen they have a ton of letdown spots when they don't 100% get up for a game. And I think this is this. So seven points in this game, it's just too much for me. Again, Cleveland slows the game down with this running game, Nick Chubb. So keeping it within seven, I'm liking Cleveland to do that. Back healthy after COVID. My only argument there is, is that Green Bay's got a chance at the number one seat. Right, they're sitting at eleven wins. Dallas, Tampa, Arizona, L.A. are all at ten wins. So, you know, you're going to have a chance here if you can win the next couple games. Like if you can win this week and next week, then you can rest Aaron Rodgers in week eighteen, and 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 still win the conference and the number one seed. That's my. That, I think that's my a reason why you should get up for this game. I don't know if they will, but that's why you should get up for this game. Yeah, I'm not arguing that they should. I just Green Bay teams seems to always do this where they just don't get up for games that they don't care about. And to me, a shorter week for this, I just don't think this is a game that they're going to get up for. I know it's Christmas, but you think that really matters to Aaron Rodgers? He probably doesn't even believe in Christmas. Who knows what that guy believes in? So, well, we know what he doesn't believe in. I don't know what he believes in. We know he doesn't. We know what he doesn't believe in. Uh, what's the second game on Saturday? Moving along to the Saturday night, Christmas day and night, if that makes sense. Indy heading to Arizona. Arizona one-point favorites in this game. Oof. They should bounce back at this spot, right? But, man, the Colts have been playing well. Yeah, Arizona just needs this game. That's it. Uh, Colts have been playing really well. Their defense has been really good. But Arizona just needs this game. Plain and simple, they need this game. They need a huge bounce back after their embarrassing loss to the Lions. Not even just the loss. It was embarrassing. Crushed. The Colts, I think, are coming off. I think this might be a letdown spot. They're coming off a massive win 
on Saturday night against the Patriots. It was a big time win for them. Massive game. Arizona needs this more. This is a letdown spot. One point. So pick them game. I'm taking Arizona here. I'm going to take Arizona as well. Uh, one point on, and they're at home. And you're going to see a theme with my picks today or on this show is I'm basically going to pick against everybody that the Miami Dolphins is playing against. So pick against the or fighting for for a wild card spot. Pick against the Browns. Pick against the Colts. Put some good juju out there trying to get this going. I mean, yeah. I mean, but overall, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals again on the spread and on home and away records, it's pretty much the same. On a pick'em coming off of a dusting by the Detroit Lions, if the Cardinals don't get up for this game and don't win, then their Super Bowl chance and or any playoff success chance is gone, and they are. It's auto fade the rest of the year. Yeah, that's just a very anti Zach Burke thing to do. Usually you hedge your happiness. This time you're just going all out. So you could just be really sad at the end of the week. I could be, but but I just, I, I got to try to help out the boys as much as I can. I've been on a heater for two weeks. I had a really shit three to four weeks and I was hedging happiness and I was doing stupid shit. And now I'm going with my heart. And picking games that I that I want to see the result of, I believe I see the result of, and it's worked out for me the last couple of weeks. If I can put this good picks juju against teams that are fighting with Miami, I'm gonna do so and create my own Christmas miracle. Yeah, I like it. So moving into Sunday, the first game we have is just two phenomenal teams, two of the best teams <laughs> in the NFL. We have Detroit <laughs> heading to Atlanta. Atlanta favored by four points. This is easy to me. You're gonna, you might think I'm crazy here. But it worked last time great. Detroit just came off a big emotional win. You see Dan Campbell in the locker room. Like, these guys are partying here. You're seeing on the COVID reports already. There's already players coming up for COVID for Detroit. Atlanta, minus four. Lock it in. This is for sure going to be one of my locks. This seems way too easy. Four points, Atlanta at home. Seems silly to take Atlanta as a favorite, but this is too easy. Uh, I got to take Atlanta as well. And I, I can't believe I'm fading the Lions again. But, I mean, this has been... You're right. This has been a pattern throughout the whole year is they have a big game, whether it's the tie that they had versus the Ravens, whether it's the win they had or, or sorry, the, sorry, the tie against, sorry, let me go back. The win, sorry, the almost win they had against the Ravens where they got their hearts ripped out. They played well the next week. No, they played bad the next week. They had the tie against the Steelers. They played bad the next week. They won against the, who was their first win against? Um, I can't even remember. That's the worst. I'm as well. But anyway, they play bad the next week. So let's follow this up. Big win. Blowout of the Cardinals. This is the letdown spot of all letdown spots ever. Give me the Cardinals. Sorry, the Falcons. Holy, I'm so wrapped up in the Cardinals right now. Wrong word. Give me the... Give me the Falcons minus four at home and Kyle Pitts better have a big game. Yeah. Moving along. We have the New York giants heading to Philly, Philly, 10 point favorites at home. I hate it so much, but I'm going to do it. Give me the giants plus 10 Philly is like, this is a divisional game. Philly got the better of the Giants the first time around, decisively. And the the Giants are coming off of a a really terrible game. You could say, well, why would you pick a bad team? Well, they're both bad teams. 
And I just have a gut feel. Lots of times in division games and you have bad teams, they split the season. This is a great spot for the Giants to prove that they're not, that they're shit, but they're not totally shit. Giants and 10 points for Philly? Come on now. Give me the Giants plus 10. The New York Giants did win the first matchup against these teams, 13-7. to Am I misremembering? Yeah, they won the first matchup, 13-7. to The Giants somehow won that game. It was messy. I think this game could be equally as messy and be the same thing. I think the Giants' defense is going to show up. Their offense isn't very good, but it doesn't need to be. I think they're going to find a way to get the job done and keep this close. Again, division game. Division game in the NFC least, 10 points, too many points. Give me the Giants plus 10. I take back everything I said earlier about it splitting in a terrible division. We just saw it last week. The, uh, you know, the Jags and the Texans, the Texans won, won both. There's precedence for you that you can win both in a, in a terrible thing. So I'm going to go out. Everything I said prior was garbage. Don't even listen to that. Giants plus 10 all day, baby. Well, the, another, the next matchup that everyone was really looking forward to, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars headed to the New York Jets. Jets favored by two. I'm going to give this one to you, Burke. Here's the floor. Oh, man, you're putting me in a terrible position here because, like, the Jags have just been so bad, like, so bad, and I keep picking them, and yet, I keep picking them, and yet they, they just they just keep letting me down over and over and over and over and over again, but I'll tell you what, I am going to Buffalo Sabres this bitch. And give me some Jacksonville plus the points. Because you know what? Jets lost the divisional heartbreaker. Jets are still a bad team. They kept it close versus Miami when they probably shouldn't have. And there has to be an FU game coming from the Jags. Whether it's a James Robinson game, whether Lawrence can finally complete a touchdown or have a multi-touchdown game, it's coming. You know it's coming. Give me the Jaguars plus the points. Yeah, I'm on your side of this as well. What? James Robinson is a really good running back. They finally showed last week that they're willing to use him as a really good running back. Duke Johnson just ran all over these Jets. This is James true. Robinson is a better running back than Duke Johnson. Sorry to say it, but he is. And as you say, the FU game wasn't last week for Urban Meyer. It's this week. They're placing the Jets. The Texans just had the Jags number. But I actually think the Jags are going to do what the Jags do, and they're going to win this game. It's going to stop them from getting the first overall pick because that's what the Jags want to do. They're going to do that. And they're just going to find a way to win this game and stop that from happening. James Robinson is going to go off this game and the Jags are going to find a way to beat the Jets because that's just the most Jacksonville thing ever. So I have, I do have to comment earlier in the season, our bet was Texans, Jags, who would have the better record if the Jags win. The Texans and, beat them in both, so they have the tiebreaker. Oh, that is that is bullshit. That is so, bullshit. Yeah, it's, so they need to win two of the last three of the Jags. That's All right, well, it's possible. It's possible. You never know. You never know. But anyway, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's true. I, I got to give you that. I got. I do. I do. But, I mean, it is true. From a, I mean, oh, man, that's so bad. God, come on, Jackson. You should have beat the Texans one of these times. Anyway, we're both on the Jags. Moving along, we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Carolina. Tampa Bay favored by 10.5. You're going to give me Tom Brady after the embarrassing performance (laughs) 
of putting up zero points against Carolina, this spread could be 30. Okay, maybe not 30. But 10 and a half 20. is not enough. 20. Tom Brady, is. this is just the biggest FU game. Tom Brady is going to be like, yeah, I was pissed last week. It's on everybody, including myself, my receivers, everything, blah, 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 blah. He's going to go out and just destroy this Panthers team. Like, this isn't going to be a football game. Ten and a half, not enough points. This is a massive Tom Brady FU game after the last week where he put up zero points. This Give is me the, the bounce. Yeah. This is the bounce back spot of all bounce back spots ever. What can you do against the Bucks? You can throw the ball. What can't you do against the Bucks? Run the ball. What is the only thing the Carolina Panthers are good at? Cam Newton, run, Cam Newton running the ball. That's it. And I, I have a feeling that Bruce Arians and this Bucks team, have, again, as you said, after a terrible week last week, are going to have uh, Carolina's number. Would it shock me if Carolina got shut out? No. Would it <laughs> like this game legitimately could be 28 to 0, 21 to 3, 28 to 6, like somewhere in that region? Gronkowski is going to have a huge game this week. Not a great spot last week. They've lost, like they lost Chris Godwin for the year. They've lost Leonard Fournette for a couple of games. Um, they've lost a lot of these guys, but Antonio Brown uh, is going to be back Should this be week. Back this week. Should be back. Gronk, Gronk's still going to be there. Um, they, they've got pieces. White like they're, they're going to be just fine. White, yo, yeah, Scotty Miller. White lightning week. Scotty Miller, yeah. Maybe pick him up on the waiver wire. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, box minus 10. It, it, it seems too easy. It's making me question it only because I'm scarred by the Cardinals over the, the Lions. But this is a top-quality football team in the Bucks, and they're not going to let this happen to them twice in a row. But give me the Bucks minus 10. Yeah, moving along, we have the L.A. Chargers heading to Houston. Houston off their big win. But L.A. favored by nine and a half. As they should be. As they should be. The Chargers are still, again, if you think about it, eight and six. They, they, they're trying to work their way up in the, in the you know, in the, in, in the wild card standings. They're not going to win the division. The Chiefs are going to win the division. They got to they want to get a really nice spot up there and play a not so good team. Um, they've really been super inconsistent. But if you can't get up for this game. When they, there's when the wild card race is this tight in the AFC, you have to get up for this game versus the Texans. I think that they will. I think it could be a really nice Keenan Allen game. Justin Herbert, in terms of uh, fantasy points for quarterback, could be an absolutely massive game. The Texans aren't putting up what was it thirty points twice in a row. That ain't gonna happen. Uh, give me the Chargers minus ten. Yeah, and that's the thing is like Eckler might miss this game for the Chargers, but Jackson actually looked really good last week because Eckler didn't get a ton of snaps. Again, this is just going to go back to the thing of fade the Chargers at home, take them on the road. They're on the road facing a Texans team who just came off a big win. I'm all over the Chargers here as well. Chargers minus nine and a half. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. It was nine and a half, not ten. But I mean, pretty much the same. Yeah, moving along, we have the rematch in the AFC East. Buffalo heading to New England. New England two and a half point favorites. I'm going to fade the Patriots again because I, I just, I, you know, I'm thinking in terms of like the stock market, for example, sometimes you have a stock go down, AKA the Buffalo bills, everybody, they're obviously underperforming. They're oversold and you have a stock that is oversold and overvalued, which I think the Patriots are. I think the bill and the bills lost earlier in this year. And this is a great spot. 
great spot for the Bills to make an absolute statement, tie up the division, make the last two weeks super interesting. Two and a half points. It's on that betting line. I should take New England. You could say, well, after last week versus the Colts, it's a bounce back spot for them. Bills in a letdown spot. No, no, no. There's no letdown spots anymore for this Bills team. It's put up or shut up. Give me the Bills plus two and a half points on the road versus the Patriots. Yeah, I just think this is going to be a game where the Bills are going to be able to throw the ball. They weren't last time. And I know the Patriots' D is still really good. J.C. Jackson is phenomenal. But Allen needs to be able to throw the ball. And he wasn't last game. It was just a messy game. Mac Jones is going to be forced to throw it more, I hope. I hope the Bills aren't that stupid and let them run six offensive linemen and just run it four yards at a time. But uh, this just goes back. Two close teams in a division. They're going to split it. Go one and one. So the Bills are going to find a way to win this game. So you're going to give me them plus two and a half. I like it. We're pretty chalky with each other this week, eh? First couple games, we were opposites. And now we're, I think it's like basically the entire one o'clock slate. We're on the same side. It's kind of scary, actually. Yeah. Moving along, we have the LA Rams heading to Minnesota. LA Rams three point favorites. Why Uh, is this only three? Well, (laughs) because the Vikings like to keep games close. Yeah, they're not going to keep it close. I mean, the Vikings just aren't very good. They, If Chicago didn't shoot themselves in the foot with the penalties, especially Tevin Jenkins the other night, and their offense could have done anything, they would have won the game or kept it close. The Rams are much better. The Rams are going to get healthier going into next week, hopefully. I mean, I wouldn't say anything healthier is for sure, knowing this COVID situation right now. But again, Cooper Cup versus this defense. All right. No, just end of story. Minus three points. LA Rams want this win. They want to catch the cards. They want to win this division. They still have a chance at the number one seed, so they're going to win this game, and they're going to win it by more than three. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, there's a chance that Thielen comes back, and I think that Kirk Cousins has looked a little lost without the veteran wide receiver. Um, You do still have Jefferson, and you still have Conklin and um, KJ Osborne, but I just don't think – like having the veteran presence of Thielen on the field is just extremely helpful. I mean, look what happens when Waddle's not on the field for, for Tua. Not quite the same, but you still have other options. You're missing one guy, and it throws your rhythm off. But all that being said, um, yeah, three points is not enough versus this Rams team. I mean, I have a feeling that Aaron Donald's just going to have his way with Kirk Cousins this week. The Rams, these are definitely an attractive option in fantasy, no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup can't be stopped right now. And let's be honest here. If you're giving me a Rams minus three, you're telling me that, like, you're basically saying that you think that, you know, Jefferson and Cup are going to have similar games. I just don't see it. I They're they're absolutely getting healthier. So if you, if you take the Vikings plus three here, you're betting against Cooper Cup and who can do that right now. And I personally can't. So give me the Rams minus three. Yeah, moving into the last 1 p.m. slate game, we have Baltimore heading to Cincy. Cincy favored by two and a half at home. Um, yeah, I mean, I this is this one's really tough for me. I, I just, you know, the the Bengals have kind of underperformed. The Ravens are still in the fight, but so are the Bengals. Like it's it's been a it, it's kind of a messy one, right? Like if you look at the underlying numbers, um, you know the 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 Bengals are three and four at home. The Ravens are three and four on the road. They're both seven and seven against the spread. Like talk about a pick'em game. Like this is the ultimate pick'em game. But I'm I'm gonna have to go with with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals. 
mainly with the point that you're at home and Jamar Chase has not had a, the last couple of games has not been good. He's been an excellent, excellent rookie wide receiver this year. And at early on was, was, you know, other than Mac Jones has been, he's still in the rookie of the year race. He needs a bounce back spot. That's what I'm going to bank on to Jamar Chase. A couple touchdowns this week, lots of yards. Give me the Bengals minus the points. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Bengals way as well. I just think this Ravens secondary being not very good is going to catch up with them or being completely out and injured. And two and a half is just, it's it's just there. So two and a half points, Cincy, I'm going to take them in this division. This division's tight, but two and a half points again. If it was four or something, I'd probably be the other way, but two and a half, I got to go Cincy here. Yeah, I have to agree. Moving along to the 4 p.m. games, the first one, we have Chicago heading to Seattle. Seattle, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Seattle needs a bounce-back spot, don't they? Yeah, I don't really know. Is Chicago going to bounce back, though, as well? Well, Lockett's going to be back. And we were just talking on the recap show about how much Russ has missed Lockett. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I look and say, all right, so, you know, Seahawks are – so the Bears did extremely – well against the run versus the the vikings and they just but they're you know they're secondary they they played okay but they you know that's where all the points really were for the um for the vikings and the seahawks i think they just have some really nice options with um with everett and um uh, and lockett and, and dk i mean dk's not having a great year but lockett's gonna be back for this game six and a half a touchdown against the bears team where fields is kind of a question mark I, I generally don't like taking question marks, and I like teams at home. Again, underlying numbers as well. Uh, I'm just going to pull that up really quickly here for you. So versus the spread, the Seahawks were seven and seven. Chicago four, uh, four and ten, two and five on the road. Um, Seattle two and four at home. So again, home and away record is pretty similar. Uh, I'm going to take the team with the better spread and uh, their number one guy kind of coming back off uh, off of the COVID list. Uh, give me Seattle minus six and a half. Yeah, again, I'm just going to stay chalky with you. I'm going to take Seattle as well. I just think Russ is going to show that he's still capable. He's going to have a big kind of like he's going to he's going to want to show up these last three games and be like, I still have it for where else he goes next year. And that's having Lockett back is going to be huge if he comes back this game. Bears are just aren't very good team. They got a lot to do. They need a new head coach first off. But uh, fire Seattle's going Seattle's to find a way of getting it done. I love the meme that's come out over the last week. And it's just Justin Fields saying, yeah, Matt Nagy kicked me. Because that's what it takes to get coaches. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it has to be, right? Like, that's that's the next realistic step. Moving along. Say. Second 4 p.m. game, we have Denver heading to Vegas. Vegas favored by one point. No Teddy two gloves? Yeah, I'd imagine not. The guy was unconscious on the field. Give me the Raiders minus one. Yeah, Waller's still doubtful for this game. Moreau finally had a bounce-back game off where he'd been recently. Yeah, Teddy Two Gloves on the road. You like him? Yes, uh, but there's Drew, no Teddy Two Gloves. Drew Locke? Not so he much. Looks, he looked okay the other game, but uh, yeah. I, I'd i love to go against Derek him still this a one bomb. to make it different. But uh, yeah, we're going to take Vegas here again. I just think... Denver's kind of, they're on their last breath. This is a big playoff matchup, actually. Both teams still in the hunt. Uh, but, yeah, Vegas in the spot. I, that's as simple as it's going to get. I just I just look at it and say, yeah, I mean, the Broncos don't have Teddy Two Gloves, and 
the Raiders, they won, but they barely won. Like, they're going to be grinding at practice. I would expect a better game from Renfro, better game from Derek Carr. Uh, Carlson's still an unreal kicker, so if they get within certain ranges, they're going to be okay. Um, it might be. They might win by two again, but that's fine. They still cover. So, yeah, Raiders at home, I like it. Moving along, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to KC. KC, 10-point favorites. That's too many points against the Steelers team when you... I mean, this kind of depends. Like, if you don't have Tyree Kill and you don't have Travis Kelsey because of COVID, like, that's going to be significant, right? Like, that's... That, that's it's going to affect overall but i mean i for me at, at minus 10 like you're giving me this steelers team uh plus 10 points and their defense is playing really well and casey doesn't have all their weapons and we know that casey earlier in this year they weren't covering and they were their their best players were not playing like their best players now they don't have their best players the Steelers are six and eight versus the spread. Chiefs are seven and seven versus the spread. Ten points is too much. Give me the Steelers on the road plus ten. Yeah, I'm with you on this one too. I don't know without Kelsey and Hill how this is staying at ten, but it is. So I'm gonna go all over the Steelers here again. I think Casey's probably gonna find a way to do it. Uh, Mahomes has shown in the past he can use Byron Pringle. He can use Hardman. Some of these guys can come up clutch. But again, if this Steelers D can stay healthy, they're good. They were the top fantasy D last week. They could do it again this week. Um, and Patrick Mahomes has been known to turn over the ball this year. KC doesn't cover over the last three years overall. So, so many things. This seems way too easy to pick Steelers, and that's why I think KC's probably going to win by 20 here. But uh, I, I'm going to have to make the pick with the Steelers as well. Just staying Man, really chalky this, on Sunday. This is scary. This is scary how chalky it is, Cam. Like, this is like crashing. We're both either going to do so well or so bad. It's it's like, nah, man. Uh, it's, don't it worry. scares me. Sunday night football game, we will be different. We have the Washington football team heading to Dallas. Dallas, 10 and a point, half point favorites. So when I say we're going to be different, I'm all over Washington here. They're going to come off the COVID, hopefully get way healthier. 10 and a half points. This Dallas offense isn't as good as they were to start the year. And I think Washington's D healthier this week than they were last week is going to find a way to stop. They're going to get hopefully Heineke back. They're going to find a way of putting up some points. So I think this is going to be much closer. Dallas still might win, but 10 and a half in the NFC least is too many points. Washington football team loses to 10 to the Phillies when they basically have zero starters. I'm also going to take the Washington football team <laughs> plus 10 and a half. So you're incorrect. I'm not riding with the boys. This is the second time this I think the second time this year that I'm not taking the Cowboys to cover. Um, but I have to agree with you. I just, if they get the pieces back that they were missing, um, especially on defense, then yeah, like I, I, I have to agree. And I, I, I mean, could this Cowboys offense all of a sudden show up and just be better? I can't believe the Cowboys are a 10 and four team to me. Um, that's just absolutely insane. Uh, like I, it doesn't seem like they've been a 10 and four team all year they've covered, but 10 and four is, is pretty ridiculous considering the company that they're in right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, watch You're right. Divisional game. Um, Washington coming off a, a loss where you can't even say it's their fault because of COVID stuff. Uh, they were hot before that. I think they're going to pick it back up this week. Give me Washington plus 10 and a half. So then we got lots to talk about on the Monday night football game. We oh, have Miami opposite on one of them. I don't know. Miami <laughs> heading down to new Orleans, heading down to Louisiana. 
They are New Orleans is favored by three at home. This seems the wrong way. I, I really don't think that the Saints should be favored against this Miami team. Um, I, I I just I look at this and I'm like, man, like I. Miami's been pretty decent against the run this year. Um, overall, defensively in, in the second half of this season, when they were on their six-game win streak, the, defensively they've been pretty good. You know, you look against this this Jets team, and you're like, okay, well, where did the points come from? Well, uh, they had kitchen sink game where there were some trick plays that they kind of threw and like a lateral pass that ended up in a point score. Two threw a pick six. Um, it, you know, if their run game can get established by Miami, if Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, uh, and, and Miles Gaskin, the committee of running backs, can get the job done and put Tua and uh, and, and Sanders in positions to, to score some points, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. The total would suggest that. I think the total is at 38.5 right now. Um, I, I think that makes sense. But I would say this is a letdown spot for the Saints. They just came off a 9-0 win over division rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you're 7-7 seven and seven as well. You're in the playoff hunt. But, you know, my, Miami just seems like a team right now that I personally feel just they, they feel destined. They feel unstoppable. Um, they're going to get Jalen Waddle back this week as well. They're going to get Javon Holland back this week. It doesn't look good if you're a Saints fan. In my opinion, you're going to give Miami three points. I'll take the Finns on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take the plus three as well. So we're going to be the same all through Sunday, Monday. Uh, this just feels like a good spot for Miami. The Saints, again, huge letdown spot. They've had some COVID issues with Sean Payton, but they're coming off their Super Bowl, basically. It's the against the Bucks every year in the regular season. Miami just keeps rolling. They kind of let down against the Jets a little bit. Wasn't a great game overall. You could tell missing Jalen Waddle in the middle of the week, kind of game planning with him in your lineup, and then not having him hurt. He's going to be back this week. He's the thing that gets his offense going. He's showing to be one of the best wide receivers. So him in the game plan. The only thing that makes me nervous is the Miami Dolphins didn't tackle well last week. Not at all. And you're facing Alvin Kamara in the open field. That's quite scary. That guy breaks tackles and makes people miss. So if they don't tackle better, they could be in trouble with little check downs to Alvin Kamara. They've done really well against scrambling quarterbacks. They did well against Cam Newton. They did really good against Lamar. So Taysom Hill is not going to scare me as much. If we can force him to throw Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba getting some pressure here. I like it. I'm going to be on the Dolphins plus three. This is a big game for both teams. This is a massive Monday night football game. What? Miami relies on young guys a lot, so hopefully the moment's not too big, and we're going to learn a lot about these Miami Dolphins on Monday night. We certainly will, and I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. It's always nice to have a primetime game. Uh, take a chill on Boxing Day, watch some uh, World Juniors, and uh, and yeah, next uh, the next day, little Miami football, rep the, rep the Finns swag. At some family Christmas, you'll love to see it. Uh, we got some locks to do. I think we're going to do two this week. Does that sound all right? Because otherwise we have to take a Saturday and two Sundays. There's just too many locks. I think, I think two is appropriate. Would you not agree? Yeah, two two is easy. I don't like either of these Saturday games. I mean, it's just I'm not going to get to watch them as much as I want to. So Yeah, me neither. Let's just pick two. Let's just pick two. Well, you're up. Uh, do you want to go two in a row or do you want to snake it? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm good with whatever. You had a pretty good week, so what do you want to do? uh let's go uh let's go snakes let's go you go one i'll go two three you go four and you but you're up first yeah so with my first one as i already said it's atlanta minus four i just think detroit off a win is not going to show up atlanta's shown they can win games i know they're minus 120 point differential 
looks horrible, but they can beat bad teams. And Detroit is a bad team, so they're going to find a way to win this game. And I think they're going to win it by four because I just think this is a letdown spot for the Lions. You know, you say they beat bad teams. They beat Miami. I feel kind of attacked. Uh, but, uh, I mean, they were a bad team at the time, so we'll go with that. Um, my first lock of the week is going to be Rams minus three versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, again, I just think this is one of the bigger discrepancies. I don't know what the bookies think they know, uh, but anytime that I get to put, um, a lock on Cooper cup and, uh, and Aaron Donald, I'm absolutely going to take that. Uh, Odell Beckham also can have a, can have a really nice game here against his Viking secondary. Uh, to me, the three minus three seems like a nice spot. And my second one um, is going to be a, a divisional game. AFC East divisional game. I'm going to take, again, I'm going to lock up another team versus the Patriots. Give me the Buffalo Bills plus two and, a, was it two and a half versus the Patriots. Yep. Two and a half versus the Patriots. I, again, I'm going to fade the Patriots again this week. Not necessarily popular. I just do not believe this Patriots team is as good as people said. I think they've been friendly with the schedule. Um, I think teams are going to start figuring them out. And the Bills, this is a huge game for both teams but the bills desperately need this one and they i just you know i I just think they're gonna as as we said you're gonna they're gonna be able to throw the ball and they're gonna sling it down the field and they're gonna have a little something something for mac jones this week so i really like the bills in this spot lock them up plus two and a half yeah for my second one it's gonna be the tampa bay buccaneers minus ten and a half carolina (laughs) panthers aren't good football they are not good Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, big FU game. Antonio Brown's going to come back and just go off this game. I can see it. No, Godwin doesn't matter. Ronald Jones can take Lenny Fournette's spot, no problem. I saw people spending like crazy on him in fantasy. Like there was people who had 100 fab left who were using like all of it to get him this week because that's how impactful he can be in the fantasy playoffs. He's going to have a big game. Just Gronk is going to go off. They're just going to find a way, even if they have to run two tight end cents. Cameron Brake can have a big game. They're just going to run up the score on these Panthers, and this isn't going to be a close game at all. I like it. All right. There's our locks for the week. Like, this is our Christmas picks. Hopefully you can – I mean, we are super chalky, so, you know, this is not necessarily the best advice. I mean, I think the picks are pretty good. We get some solid analysis, uh, but it's up to you to decide what you want to do. Uh, but, uh, Cam, we're riding and dying together this week. It's kind of nice, honestly, like – we kind of have to root against each other. Like last week we were opposite on more than half of the picks. Yeah. 14 out of 16. We are the same this week. So it'll be ride or die together here. All right. Well, I, Saturday I, night. We will know. <laughs> no, no, we will either. Whose record will be better by Saturday night. I mean, they're going to be pretty similar within a couple of points and that's fine. I mean, this is actually probably the most chalky week we've ever had. Uh, yeah, but I think so. the, 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 you know, the fact of the matter is you look and say, okay, so, you know, there's been a couple of weeks where we've both been 500. It'd be nice if we could both get it rolling, um, rolling this week. Um, any other, anything else before you want to, to sign it off till after Christmas? No, just uh Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, thanks for listening and, uh, we'll keep it on in the new year, hopefully. And, uh, just another massive game for the Miami dolphins. We keep saying it every week, but they've got themselves in the hunt so monday night football massive game for these dolphins fins up fins up indeed and we are coming up on the one year anniversary of the over six sports podcast coming up in january uh hey it's been it's been an absolute uh, pleasure over the over this past year to to you know 
talk with people who like our podcast, people who are pointing out that our episode this last week was late because I fucked it up, which is fine. Uh, it happens. Um, yeah. yeah. And again, you can follow us on Twitter at over six sports at Zach over six at C Charlton surf. Feel free to give us a like on Spotify. As I mentioned in our recap show, I'm going to keep hounding it. If you listen to the podcast, please, please, please hit us with a five star. Like would really appreciate it from this over six sports podcast. Merry Christmas to you all. Have fun uh, this coming weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy the time with your family. Uh, cherish those moments uh, as we never know when, uh, uh, you know, those moments are always taken for granted. We never know when uh, those moments will be some of our last uh, with some of the family. So make sure you enjoy those. Uh, and for the Over 6 Sports Podcast, I'm Zach DeBandeberg. And with me, as always, Cameron Carlton. Cameron, the Turf King Charlton. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas.